After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. start off i mean hello all this is hockey on tap podcast uh this is episode 99 uh the dented stanley cup i'm your host bill dino of course here with my three co-hosts little steve schwim and shorts guy uh we're brought to you by primetime radio courtesy of sam Wu, uh who is playing this ever lovely tune right now uh you can find us on twitter instagram facebook youtube apple and google Podcasts, spotify and iHeartRadio. radio uh, please please leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind uh, I mean, let's just get to it. Shrim, how you doing, buddy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> See, I mean, this is just the kind of, you know, I was in the moment upset, and you guys are just piggybacking off that. But you know what this is, Shrim? I'm this is how funny. it feels to be a loser. This is how it feels to be a loser. You're Welcome not one to of the us. Club. You, you are back to the loser yeah. club. You are on high. Yeah. You are 11 game or 11, 11, 11 uh, playoff series streak high. You're now you're now you're falling. You're you've crestfallen. You are. Hey, where's the knee? You're, you're <laughs> back in. You're in devil's territory right now. It took me a while to become a loser, but I finally oh, made it. He is Shrimp, nowhere near if, devil's if territory. First, if you're not first, you're last. So you and the devils are in the same boat. So that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, Jalen, what are we can. drinking? <laughs> oh, man. What what are we drinking? Shrim, are you drinking tears? Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, Besides tears, I have I have two beverages I'm drinking. I'm drinking my delicious Cape May uh, red gummy fish water ice that Shorts guy was so <clears throat> so kind to get me, and my uh, my penalty beer, my punishment beer or drink I should say is a white claw mango. Ooh, Ooh white claw mango! Ooh. You know That's you should my, do like you should just you should just 
there's this thing I, I listen to a Barcelona podcast, but you guys make fun of me. That's fine. It's called Part of My Take, and they do soggy sorrows. So whenever their team loses in a championship, they just douse themselves in water and then do the podcast while sopping wet. So it's actually a pretty funny thing if that was to happen. Um, so sure, if you want, just have Cynthia get a bucket. Yeah, have Cynthia just do a bucket and just douse you. That'd be funny. Um, do the pot from the shower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve, what are you drinking, bud? I'm back at Toppling Goliath, but this time a little. Can you name the reference? Forced flare. Forced. Anyone? Oh, that's from. um, uh, Hmm. Crap! What's the one where they uh, waiting? Office waiting. Or waiting? No, waiting. Nope. Isn't it waiting? Nope. Office office space. space? I'm better, right? Yeah. I said office. Okay. They're pieces of flare. Waiting is the one. Doesn't waiting also have one where they have to wear a certain amount of crap on their uniform? No. Wasn't that one that's of the things with uh, Dane Cook? No, no, that's off his face. Dane okay. Cook is in waiting, but you're not yeah, thinking sure. of it. This is a double IPA okay. with Citra, Idaho 7, Talus, and Cashmere Hops. So just, I guess it's a pretty straightforward double IPA. Toppling Goliath, pretty awesome. Hmm. Melvin's getting okay. into trouble already. Yeah, that's what always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's on, on, on correct yeah. podcast. I'm just uh, I've had this in my fridge for a while. I figure it was time for me to go with a non-Cape May or Mudhen uh, beer because I feel like it's all I've had recently. Uh, thank you, Trent. Uh, I'm going with uh, Tin Barn Brewing Company. Um, uh, Tinfoil Hats. Tin Barn and alternate endings. It might be a collab. I don't know. It was given to me, uh, but it's called Tinfoil Hats. Uh, it's a triple nice. IPA. It's, an it's the uh, New England it's the choice, IPA. It's the choice headwear mm. of your average Ranger fan, also. <laughs> alternate oh, ending. Yeah. Oh, Tinfoil Hats. Tinfoil <laughs> Hats. I like that. Yes. Um, I know you would have loved right, an alternate, so... but yeah, nine and a half percent for a triple IPA on a Monday. <laughs> you would have liked an alternate ending. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, that's why it kind of both of them worked pretty well. Uh, so I'm going by uh, Omegang uh, Dream Patch. It's a fruited sour, cherry, blueberry, raspberry. I was actually out on Long Island this uh, today, um, unfortunately, for uh, burial service. So, um, you know, uh, sending love and prayers to uh, my mother-in-law and the, the DeMarco family who we lost about a month ago, My uh, Beth's great-grandmother. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, rest in peace and, you know, the spears for her, but, uh, so we're out there and saw cheers. this and I figured why not, uh, cheers, uh, why not get the spear? So it looks pretty good. Um, it's brewed in partnership with, uh, Leafman's, which is in, uh, um, uh, which is in Denmark, I believe. So pretty cool. Uh, all right. So let's get it to what, on, uh, ah, let's get to what's on tap for today's episode. Here's a weekly snapshot. Only one thing. Your... 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Tampa, I mean, sorry, Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. You're getting so Colorado used to it. Avalanche. Why are you wearing the jersey today? Uh, I mean, I I was watching. It I was exploded off this past week. It was so tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, exactly. Uh, Is that an insult? Yep, for 2021, really 2022 <laughs> Stanley Cup champions. Uh, Schwim, uh, obviously. You know, we'll get to this first because and then I want to go to the cup champs. But, um, you know, I heard a lot of people talking this weekend, you know, especially after the loss about 
dynasties and whether Tampa belongs in there. Um, you know, I obviously when you think of dynasty, you think three championships, but at least three, just to have 11 straight series wins, you know, they're the first in the cap era to, to get to three cup finals in, in, you know, back to back to back seasons. Uh, you know, obviously if they win next year, if they get close next year, I think it kind of solidifies that, but I'm ready to say that Tampa is a dynasty. I think that, you know, what they did with this, in this environment, the, uh, you know, where everything's about parody, I think they can absolutely, you know, have their have their due in the sun, and you know they're up there with that Islanders team from 1980s and and the Oilers. Yeah, I, th- I know they won four, but the, what they what they did in 11 straight series wins is pretty incredible. And I, you, if you give that same cap space and the same cap issues to to teams like Edmonton and to like you know um, Montreal and you know, the Islanders, I think that they do, it would be that much harder. And I think Tampa kind of proved that they are, they should be up there with, you know, some of the top teams that have played. But did Tampa really stay within the cap space rules? Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to go that way. Uh, yeah, true. So maybe they're more like those teams little, than they we thought. A little bit of cap yeah, circumvention I, there. So I agree yeah. with the, the accomplishments are, shouldn't be downplayed at all, but I, I to put them up there with the, Edmonton and Islanders dynasty is just kind of criminal. I don't think they're I, there I just yet. think that the way they did it and what they did, they had, is, I think they had to win this testament. one to solidify. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they, they, they can't. Yeah, I mean, watch, watch them. You know, watch them come back and they they win the night. You know, you think of the Patriots never won three in a row, right? They never won four in a row, but they won a whole bunch in X amount of yeah, years. That's, that's absolutely a dynasty. So if Tampa comes back and wins like another. They win one next year. Another two. They win another one. Two, yeah, yeah, another two, another two, another two in the next three years. Yeah, that's that's go to another with the, with the same <clears throat> with the same core. That's absolutely a uh, mm-hmm. a dynasty. But right now, I mean, you have uh, an incredible achievement, and um, you know, back to back cup winners making it to the cup again is great. But you know, they're they're not there yet. Let's uh, pump the brakes there a little bit, William. Uh, Patriots mm-hmm. won. I guess it was only three. Right? They won three. Like three out of four years yeah, or something. Yeah, they've definitely won three out of four. I thought they had won, though. Not three in a row. One and three then a, row. a loss and then two. Yeah, probably. Uh, who cares about the Patriots? They suck. Um, <laughs> all right. So so we'll talk about Tampa in a little bit, but let's get to, to the cup champs. Uh, we'll start off from the top-down management. Joe Sackick you know, took this team over five years ago. Oh, it's actually six years ago now. Uh, that first season, he had 22 wins, 48 points. Uh, they were dead last. Um, you know, Kel McCarr drafting him, uh, the trade for Devon Taves, the trade for Andrew Cogliano, Dar- uh, you know, Helm, uh, Lekkinen, the Nishushkin signing. Uh, you know, he built this team, and he, he's got his foot, you know, his fingerprints all over it. Uh, you know, Joe Sackick, you know, the consummate winner, you know, two Stanley Cups with, with the Avalanche, you know, brought the team you know, from Nordiques all the way to um, obviously Colorado and then winning those championships with Patrick Waugh and with Ray Bork and, uh, you know, uh, Blake and Foote and all these guys, right? You talk about the, that team um, back in 2001 uh, and before that 98. But, uh, you know, just what he's done with this franchise, Joe Sackick has just been fantastic. So I just figured we'd touch base with him. And then next, uh, Bednar, the coach, 
he won an ECHL championship. He won an AHL championship, and now he gets the trifecta, the Stanley Cup. He's the first coach to win all three. He's got a 649 win percentage in the playoffs, minimum of 50 games. He's fourth all time in those uh, those stats. I just think that uh, those two guys, top down, um, you know, they've led this franchise, and it's pretty impressive what they've what they've done. He was also. Uh, I saw someone post that he played the Anaheim Bullfrogs in the roller of roller hockey international at one point. So he was a roller yep. hockey guy too, which I think is pretty cool. Anyone else got anything on Bednar slash Sackick? No, Bednar is like this like unsung coach that nobody even like really. He's got this powerhouse of a team, right? And nothing mm-hmm. can go wrong. I still. Th- I mean, I, I. I still think John Cooper is hands down the best coach in the league um, regardless of I think that Jack Adams is, is BS as far as giving it to the actual best coach they just gen, uh, usually give it to the coach who has the best turnaround the biggest... right usually yep. and yeah. uh, and you know you see like you see like Hall of Fame Hall of Fame coaches have you know sometimes zero uh, Jack Adams awards or uh, maybe one when you know they obviously could have won it many years in a row. anyway um no, Bednar, Bednar definitely proved a lot. You know, he had that, that – they stuck with him after that horrendous season. They were the worst team by a lot, season. right? That was his first year. Yeah, that was the first yeah. year there. And um, they stuck with him, and it certainly paid off. The guy, like, um, like you said, you mentioned he, he's won at ECHL, AHL, NHL um, at this point, and was it juniors won. as well? Yep. Yeah. He was a high I mean, school coach. He started as a high school hockey coach. Yeah, between him and you know him and Sackick is 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 quite a tandem, and you know you talk about the the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty. I, I don't see any Who's reason why Colorado can't can't replicate that. You know, maybe they upgrade in, in goal a little bit, even though Darcy Kemper was fine, mm-hmm. and you know I'll just say he he was fine. He, was, he did what he had to do. He wasn't outstanding by any he means, but he did what he had to. He was average. Uh, yeah, I mean they could what, obviously what they needed him to do. You know, if, if they have a, you know, Tampa's always going to be a threat with John Cooper and Vasilevsky. I mean, they're always going to have a chance with those two guys. And then, of course, the supporting cast with, who are no slouches by any means. But those two are just the yeah. best in the business at their positions. And it's really not even close um, anywhere else yet. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 impressive. It's impressive what they did and how they turned it around. And, you know, they, they could have, I mean... Some argue they probably should have done this already. The last what three seasons, right before this? Two years. I think last year yeah, was they, the big one where, under, where you could see this team is legit. Yeah, they uh, you know get past those uh, couple. The, they lost the first round, I think, twice in a row in the second round or something like that. But yeah, no, it's, it's I was impressed, impressed by all of this. Yeah, because when you think you know there's the, think when you think that there's think there's all these round. reasons that the the team could have been unmotivated or tired or ill-prepared because, you know, they, they swept two series in, in the Western conference. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other one only went to six games and they came out flying in game one. So, you know, he really has those players playing for him and um, it's impressive and it was nice to see. Okay. So we'll, let's get into the games and, and we'll start talking about, you know, each guy individually. We'll go from there. So, uh, their captain, Gabriel Aniscog, uh, on teams being able to replicate the Avs' success. Uh, so, after, you know, obviously goes up game six, uh, lifts the cup. Uh, I, I always find that moment when a captain lifts the cup very cool. It's it's an awesome thing to see no matter if it's, you know, a team you hate or a team you like or just, you know, you're, if you're indifferent about teams. Uh, so that was good for him. 
he was obviously very appreciative, you know, his family and, and, you know, coaching and all his buddies, players, uh, on, on teams being able to replicate the Avs' success. He said, find a Kale McCarr somewhere, uh, Mm-hmm. Not only was Landis Cog a monster in the faceoff dot, but he played basically on any line that was hurting for for um, you know offense or, or hurting on defense or just hurting in general with you know uh, you know men man play down. Uh, so you know, starting with the captain Landis Cog, I thought he played awesome. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, one point three three points per game in the playoffs, is third all time behind Gretzky and Lemieux. He obviously had the goal and the assist. Uh, on the game winner. Uh, so you had the two points uh, in the two to one win in game six. Uh, speaking of Kel McCarr, most playoff points by defenseman in the first 50 playoff games since Bobby Orr. He's also second in points per game to Orr. It's the highest points total for a D man in 30 years. He ties Orr and Lidstrom for Norris and Con Smythe in single seasons. Uh, in the last three years, he's collected the Hobie Baker, the Calder Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Conn Smythe, and now the Stanley Cup. He's the first in history to do that. Um, Taylor McCarr, uh, who's his brother, he was at the press conference, uh, was talking about his bro and them winning uh, the Cup, you know, with the same team. Uh, it just so happens that Taylor McCarr also goes to UMass. He's a, a player, a defenseman there, and he's also the, an Avs prospect. So uh, pretty cool that they're both on the same, same team. I know that obviously he didn't win a Cup, but uh, it's, it's an interesting little thing. Uh, and lastly, uh, just from, you know, guys singling out Nazem Kadri, he can't tie his own skates. His trainers had to tie his skates the last three games. Uh, for those who, and this is the quote, I think of, 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 of the week, uh, for those who doubted me coming back from broken thumb and said I was a liability, kiss my ass. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, you know, Nazem Kadri's had a tumultuous season, you know, from everything from the St. Louis, uh, you know, issues with, uh, people being racist to, you know, the broken thumb. I thought he had a, had a great season, obviously 87 points. And now he goes out and, and has a, a great postseason. He has the game winner uh, in game five, uh, sorry, game four. Uh, you know, Kadri was just, he was, he was awesome for them. And he's going to make it get a big payday this uh, off season, along with Valerian Nishushkin. And, you know, it's going to be uh, fun to watch those guys. So any thoughts on those guys we're, we're just chatting about? Did you mention the quote that Lennis Cox said about Makar? Yeah, uh, I said that he um, uh, find a Cal Makar somewhere. That's the only way to replicate yeah. the app's success. Yep. Yeah, it's and yeah, good luck to anybody else. Yeah, this kid luck. is going to be uh, he's going to be uh, one of the now, best one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, That's and, and sure. you said a couple weeks ago, I said that I think he could win a Hart Trophy. I, there's multiple people that have said this now, and I said that, and I think he's going to win a heart. He's that good. Mm. I'm still not sure. I think, nah, got, they got the North. The defensemen have the Norris Trophy. The goalies have the Vezina. So it's really – they can, yes, of course, because there have been people who won, but it's just highly unlikely. You need to have, like, a season for the record books in order to and, – and have nobody come close. Because, I mean, he, he would have to, you know, He'd have to on, like a powerhouse, on a Yeah, and he's a, on a powerhouse team, so, of course, you know, he gets a little bit of a knock there. But um, oh, as far as Hart Trophy goes. But it's just, like like I said all the time, it's it's unlikely that a goalie or a defenseman are going to win the Hart Trophy. It's just, I just highly doubt it. Not that he doesn't have the That's talent like, or probably the, the, the right to win it, but it doesn't mean he will. 
How's that white blood taste, Schwinn? Tastes terrible. Tastes like at twenty eight. At twenty eight goals so bitter, for the season, like he's already in my mouth. <laughs> he's uh, he's tied for twentieth all time for goals in a season. The goals record obviously is held by Steve. What defenseman? Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey, forty eight with Edmonton and eighty five, eighty six. Obviously, twenty eight to forty eight is a huge jump. But if he's to have you know a, a forty goal season as a defenseman, I think that that puts him extremely close i know 40 you know 28 to 40 is a lot of jump it's a lot of goals yeah but but i'm just saying he's a third year (laughs) player he just turned 23 and he's at 28 goals so it's it's pretty impressive uh but yeah kamakar proud of umass uh he's he's something and i'd be very interested to see how he goes from here um and i do think a heart could be in his future which is you know it's it's pretty good even to say that he could be in the competition for that is an extremely he can you know, be in discussion, but he won't win. He can be, yeah, for, if he's right. nominated, I think that's pretty. Steve yeah. Zonabet, Kel McCarr. If Kel McCarr wins, for, for, for the next for the next seventeen years, we're gonna have the Zonabet going. And see yes, if he ever wins. Exactly. Uh, open Zonabet. Just an open Zonabet. Yep. Uh, lastly, on the uh, and. Stanley Cup for our title. Uh, Nicholas uh, Abi Kubel dents the cup after skating yep. to the team photo. He basically just wipes out. He ate shit, and yeah, he, did. he just fell and and bent the bottom of it in. And then Phil Pritchard, you know, who we've had the pound the podcast and we've had on, um, you know, uh, Let's Go Devils podcast. <laughs> he tweeted a video about should, this being the first time. Again. Yeah, especially. I mean, if we get him on next week, that'd be pretty awesome. Especially but after this, this. Is the first yeah. time. Yeah. This is the first time it's been dented on ice, and it only took five minutes during the celebration for them to dent it. So, good job, Colorado. Uh, He's a free agent. Lastly, yeah, exactly. Uh, lastly, Stan Kroenke, um, and this guy's on a heater right now. He obviously is the owner of the St. Louis Rams, who just won the Super Bowl. He now wins with the Colorado Avalanche. Do you guys know how many teams this guy owns? No idea. I- I, right, I, I know he also hold on hold on hold on. Arsenal. I know he also owns he also owns Arsenal and Colorado Rapids. And yes. he is oh. he is one of the most hated individuals yes. in the Arsenal world. They hate him. Yeah. They absolutely hate him. Because he does nothing for that team. They've been just mediocre for years. And they hate him. Uh, so in 2022, Kroenke experienced poor little yeah, Kelly. Uh, yeah, poor Kelly. <laughs> in 2022, Kroenke experienced a unique feat with four of his teams winning championships in the same calendar year: the Rams, the Gorillas of the Call of Duty League. So he's an e-gamer. Uh, <laughs> the Mammoth, who are the NLL uh, lacrosse Cross, championship, right? and the Avalanche. Yeah, winning the Stanley Cup. He also owns Arsenal. We just talked about it. They just Literally spent a just ton of money. Collects teams like playing cards. Yes. Can you imagine yeah. giving that much filthy, money? <laughs> how filthy rich do you have to be to own all of these? Yeah. Well, uh, so he's founded the Cronky Group. He is Arsenal. He is Arsenal Women's Football Club. He is the Rams. He is the Denver Nuggets. He is the Avalanche. He is the Colorado Rapids. He is the Colorado Mammoth. He is the LA Gladiators, the LA Gorillas the Screaming Eagles Winery and Vineyards. He owns a winery and vineyard, which is like the best American winery in the country. 
And then he's also owner of Wagoner Ranch. Uh, this guy, and he's got the the best mustache in all of in all of hockey right now. That thing is a bush and a half. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, he's married to Ann Walton. So obviously the the Walmart heiress. So it's not really yeah. so much his money, Certainly but his good money. for him. Yeah. Yes. And and one of, them, smart, one of the one of the one of the Walton clan just purchased your beloved Denver Broncos, didn't they, Stephen? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Broncos sure did. Oh, oh. And uh, anytime Broncos. a Raider, any anytime a Raider fan goes into Walmart and makes a purchase, they're contributing to the Denver Broncos franchise. <laughs> yes, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, just screwing over Raiders fans everywhere. Um. All right, so let's get to Tampa. Um, first off, and this this guy just – first of all, the defeat's amazing, but the end result's terrible. But Corey Perry, he's lost the last three cup finals. He was yeah. he, he was on Dallas when they lost to, to Tampa, you know, for the first championship of two. Then he goes to Montreal in a stunning run. He gets them to the cup finals, not just him, but he gets the cup finals and he loses again mm-hmm. to Tampa. So he figures, why not join the beast and try to win three? And it goes the opposite way. So obviously he has a cup from, mm-hmm. from Anaheim back 15 years ago, but that is one hell of yeah. a streak, first of all, and close. just terrible he's, luck. Uh, you could see his wife in the, the stands bawling her eyes out. Yeah. I believe he's, uh, the, he's the only one that's, that's that's been in three cup finals in a row and lost all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Steve Mar- knows Hosa. Yeah, Hosa. Yeah, but he won with yep. he won with Chicago. So poor little Corey. That was, that was, that was, and that was Chicago's first first cup victory too. So that was that was he chanced yeah. it and and won. So yeah. and then he won three. So good for Hosa. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of the coach, John Cooper, uh, you know, at the end of the uh, the game, he, he was with uh, Kevin Weeks, you know, after the celebration for Colorado. He said, it's not the end of our cup run. Uh, it's not like we lost to some powder puff. Uh, and then he also said that he will remember this team the most. He thought that the grit and the determination that they had, just the amount of injuries that they had, he, you know, he gave a little tidbit that uh, Brayden Point should have stopped, you know, in, you know should have stopped playing Brayden hockey. Point, and he, he, this is an injury. This is this is an injury that Braden Point should be out until September with. So he kind of give you a little mm-hmm. uh, information on that. But you know, guys like Eric Chernak who were beaten up. He, he spoke a lot about those guys. Sorelli with a shoulder where he he, he he couldn't even do faceoffs anymore, and that's that was kind of just once you lose Point and Sorelli, your offense just got dwindled down. You could see that Colorado, and we'll get into the games in a little bit, but you could just see that Colorado was just wearing them down with speed, and it, they didn't need to shut down necessarily the the Stamkos, Kucherov, Palat line, and they and they really didn't, but they shut down everybody else. And you could see that if once Tampa couldn't get that top line scoring, it was it was the end of their you know that run because you could just see that they they couldn't muster up anything offensively from these other lines, and that's what you needed. You need that depth scoring against a Colorado team that can just come at you in waves. Alex Kalorn had zero playoff goals. Yes, he had twenty five in the season, is most ever, and in the playoffs, zero. Zero. So that line. Him, it was him, Sorelli, and Hagel most of the time. They defensively they were very good, but offensively they produced little to nothing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Sorelli kind of did towards the end. He was actually scoring a little bit, but that guy scores zero goals. Zero goals. I think yeah. I, I, I honestly think you have 
That's huge. Some a somewhat of a concern in Brandon Hagel. The only benefit is that he's making uh, a shade over a million, but that guy came over he's as young. a weapon, as a weapon in Chicago score. and scored. He had a, he had a couple empty netters, right? That was about it. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, it, you tried to you tried to uh, you tried to, and I think you like on on when they first made the acquisitions, I think trying to reconstruct a third line that was comparable to the one that was winning you the bat the back to back cups, um, w- uh, wasn't too bad because it was uh, who was it Hagel, uh, Nick Paul, and um, who was the, who ended at, up being the third f- on that? At first, it was Hagel, Paul, and uh, I don't know whoever they threw with them, and then it became. Hagel, Killorn, Killorn and Sorelli. It was like, kind of like yeah. the shutdown line, which they They're did a really good line. job. They held Nathan McKinnon to a goal off his skate and then the one goal that he had yesterday that Vassy, that yeah. went off Vassy's block. I mean, I don't want to say that they didn't because Hagel was effective. Offensive. He just wasn't effective. He, was, he wasn't effective offensively at all, but he was a, an effective yeah. player. He was, so was Nick he Paul. He was, was consistently hard. He was skating hard, but just yeah. like they could not get any offense – Going Sorelli a little bit, Sorelli scored a couple of times. But that's but the difference huge. in your in your third line. You had an effective third line, mm-hmm. but it wasn't every single – you go back and you look at every cup winner from the last – I don't even know how many years, there is a third line that is extremely effective that basically carries teams because it's the de- – because you could do matchups all you want against the star players in the first and second line, and if that third line can mm-hmm. produce – Close That's to huge. what a first line can, it's enormous. And I think, you know, one of what one of the first ones that of course we, we remember the HBK for Pittsburgh was the Hagelin, uh, Kessel and Benino line. And and that kind of that made I think that made teams realize they need to have a scoring third line. And I think since then, third lines across the league have become more offensive minded than just a checking line. And yep. the third that Typical prototypical third line that you usually saw is now the fourth line, and yep. those fourth liners are all out of a job. Mm-hmm. Lastly, just Stamkos, you know, also, you know, who said we're done. Uh, so, you know, Tampa obviously a terrible loss. You know, something that's going to stick with them for a while. Uh, you can see Vasilevsky when he's walking, lo- he walking back to the locker room. He was pissed. Did you yeah. see Kucherov at the end um, of the game. No, I missed like that. When, uh, when they, they, they waved off that uh, that icing kind of, I mean, it was. I knew they were going to um, wave it off anyway. But like right at the end, there, Kucherov was at the bench thinking that they were going to call icing, yeah, and I they saw didn't. That. And he's like thrown like his like gloves and shit. The guy, like, I think he needed a new stick also. But the trainer, whoever, didn't have a stick ready for him, so he's like thrown his gloves like all pissed off that one. It wasn't called icing, and two, nobody was getting him a new stick. He was like livid. Just standing on the ice right yeah. there. It was. Shuma, you've been requested yep. to start checking the Facebook live chat because you're getting uh, you're getting a lot of heat on there at the moment. Why? What are they saying? Ooh. You might want to check it out. I will get to uh, to Facebook Live so this way we can uh, get some uh, you know guys. It's a it's a familiar face. A familiar face is is requesting a presence. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh. Rangers, so Mr. One Gotta Jeff Zawacki, uh, right? Yeah. Rangers would have beat Colorado. Let's be honest, Tampa sucks. Uh, <laughs> Rangers lost on purpose because they wanted Tampa three peat and then Tampa blew it. Uh, is shrimp? <laughs> I don't want to say the last one, but is shrimp drinking white claw? Question mark. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I'm going to stop after this. Swim, you uh, should yeah, one more talking. It's fine. 
Um, it's my it's swim. Clear. You swim. That that should have been your, your 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 penance for this is to shotgun a white claw on camera. Yeah, you should have. The fact that I'm drinking it right now on camera is, I think, bad enough. <laughs> yeah, but I think this calls that is a, that's a thick one too. I think this calls for a power hour. I don't know about you guys. Oh my gosh, uh, we'll see. that's a terribly great idea. All right, let's a live, quickly a live event, uh, a hockey on tap Ooh, live event. event. Power hour. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, I like that. Uh, all right. So we'll talk quickly. Last week, uh, you know, we had game three on the TV. Uh, the Bolts, you know, beat the Avs six to two. Uh, the Lightning start better. Uh, they went up two to one in the first period, six to two after the second period. Kucherov got hurt after that hit from behind. Uh, Point didn't play in game three. Kemper was pulled for Francois uh, after allowing five in the second period. Uh, game four, three to two overtime win for the Avs, and that's where I think that you know, it, obviously, if if Tampa had gotten that win, it's a much. They could have got series, one of those but, overtime. You know, the Avs, yeah, could have been different. The Avs well, pulled out an OT, went three to one in the series. The OT goal controversy with too many men for the Avs. The NHL reviewed well, three with the refs after the game. Too many men controversies. Yeah, the last three games, all, all four. Had too many men yeah, all four uh, refs said they did not see too many men, and it was actually kind of funny because they were saying there were six for Colorado, but when you look at it, there's actually seven for Tampa, which they were much closer to the bench than Colorado was, but it was just <laughs> funny because everyone's calling out, you know, odd numbers. Um, you know, it wasn't a reviewable play, so obviously uh, Tampa was a little flustered with that, but Kadri with the game winner over the Vassi blocker again. Uh, no one knew that the goal, there was a goal except for two Avs fans arm. in the corner. Yeah, went under his arm. Uh, it was blocker, yeah, it was, it was, but I'm saying it was blocker side again. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Only two good. Avs fans in the corner knew it was a was a goal, which was very funny. They're the only ones shitting and cheering, and everybody else couldn't see what it was. And then I think it was was a Kucherov that came over and kind of just fluttered it out from the back. No, of the I think it was Stamkos was trying to like pull it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's when the ref like noticed, and then I think he just, he had to go and check. But yeah, the, I think if they just left it there, maybe it was a little I was, better. Um, I was listening to that on the radio, and 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 even and the radio announcers were like saying that it was a save. It was yeah. underneath Vass, and, and and all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, it might have gone in." I think that went in. It's like, yep. make up your mind. Like, tell me, tell, tell me what it did. I'm driving, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, Kadri wasn't shooting hard in warmups. This is the first game he'd come back. Uh, but obviously a very good goal at the end on that backhand. Uh, Burkowski and mm -hmm. Point were both out. Kemper starts after getting pulled in game three. Sorelli scores that first for the Bolts. Uh, Kemper without the helmet, so there was a little controversy on that. Should have been blown dead, but it was kind of in the same motion that he loses his helmet that Sorelli gets the puck. Uh, well, so no, they, the, the goal is that if there's an imminent scoring threat when a goalie's helmet comes off, they're not going to blow the whistle no matter what, which there was. If, the, if there's no imminent scoring or anything like that that's close to happening, then they blow the whistle immediately. But if there's somebody who's like right there who mm -hmm. could potentially possibly score a goal, they do not blow the whistle. That's the rule. Yep. Yeah, uh, Nathan McKinnon, if, then is Shum alluded. If you're if, if if you're that close and you're potentially scoring, you know it's not going to more than likely not going to hit the goalie in the head. But they got to blow that dead because we're we're all dumb enough to go face a shot without Try a helmet head. just because that would be yeah. Well, just 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 because I've done it before, my, my helmet's come off, and I, I've immediately just gotten up into the position I need to be to go to go face the next the next shot. It's like, wait, I don't have a helmet. This is pretty dumb, you know. But you don't realize <laughs> it until after it's all over. But it's yeah, just, and you're it's playing against us. Instinct, so. Yeah, well, I have um, to worry about my defenseman scoring on me. 
Billy Dean, who you uh, right so McK- the eye. I think right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, McKinnon, <laughs> like I said, the puck goes off of skating in for that uh, in the second period to tie one one. Yep. Uh, Hedman puts the bolts back up after a great backhand rush uh, goal in the second. Vassy, awesome, especially on the O'Connor breakaway in OT. Uh, the Chernock block of uh, McKinnon's shot knocks him out. Uh, 35 block shots for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, you know, looks like they were running out of gas, though, at the end. And you could see it in that overtime period. They were just getting manhandled. Uh, game five, you know, Tampa gets the win, especially on that Palat goal. Uh, Andre Palat is – they have to figure out – and we'll talk about this more in the offseason. But I they have so. to figure out a way to get this guy back. Cause I really hope he's, so, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a first-liner for that team. Right he, he, I'll take him. Yeah. Be tough. I'll take him for Jersey. Him and, him and Nick Paul are uh, UFAs. So they're just, everyone's yeah. saying, oh, we want Nick Paul back. We want Nick Paul back. But I'm like, I want freaking Palat back. I don't want to lose him. Yeah. He was fr- he was yeah. like, if they were to win the cup, honestly, I was thinking I want him to be MVP. The MVP. Because how yeah. many clutch clutch goals he scored. Yeah, exactly. Game winners. Uh, lastly, yeah, game what? winners. I mean, he's 11 game winning awesome goals playoff. in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Game six, the Avs win two to one, obviously to get the first cup in 21 years. Uh, the Avs are now three for three in the finals. Here's my trivia yeah. question for you guys. Can you name Cheers. the only other team that is undefeated in the Stanley Cup finals? Uh, undefeated. Is this are these Carolina. teams that are that have gone multiple times? Because Carolina went there one and done. Carolina went once and one. No, right? no. Carolina's been twice. <clears throat> Come on, Carolina lost to who? Very recently, too. They lose to. Did they lose to Anaheim? They did. Okay, so I thought. I remember Calgary um, undefeated. Calgary no, is they not undefeated. Tampa. They lost, they lost to, to Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. No foul. Tampa. Uh, the Rangers well, we are not undefeated. We definitely know that. <laughs> Tampa's not, not the defense. Devils too, because those are miserable times. Um, were the Kings undefeated? No, not the Kings. The Kings lost to the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry, not not the Edmonton Oilers. They lost to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Sam, I was going to guess the same. St. Louis. That is not St. Louis. St. Louis. No, lost St. Louis lost to Boston back in like the seventies. They lost the. Yeah, they lost to Flyers. They lost three in a row. They lost to the Flyers. The Bruins and another team. I was looking at this up. And and that series up. and that series against Boston is where you get the iconic uh says that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get right, you guys are gonna no give up. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators okay. are the only Wouldn't other team to be undefeated. Uh and they haven't won since technically like, what, they only have will stand the yeah, time because they'll probably never go to the Stanley Cup <laughs> finals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, they've they've only in the Stanley Cup era they've won they were there one time and won one time. So Tampa uh, Colorado's what obviously three that? for three in there. That was twenty. Uh, that was nineteen twenty seven. I was looking at it before. Yeah, didn't I think it's twenty seven. Didn't Ottawa lose in the cup final when they had Ray Emery? No, they lost to. I don't think they've made it that far since. I don't yeah, think they made it to their, a their, their might have been, been conference final. They were in a conference final against us because we beat we yeah, beat Ottawa. Be. Yeah, I think it was Otto that we beat that uh, uh, Jeff Freeze. I have another. I have another question. Uh, why? Why is 
Why is Toronto the number two? Yeah, uh, Anaheim beat. Well, Ottawa. we're getting. Oh, hold on, we're getting into that. Oh, my bad. I just like I don't know why I thought of that, but I saw that. I'm like, why? Why? Colorado's number one for next year. Toronto's number two, and Tampa's number three for most likely to yeah, win the cup. Why? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one. Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. It's because that was a bad. They lost the first round, and they sh- they weren't supposed to. So they got to be number two. Yeah, but they have no they have no solid goaltending. We're talking they don't about have a we're, 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 well. We're, we're we're talking last night in the Let's Get Hills podcast about uh, Anderson or whatever uh, being a under a UFA. It's like nah, I would rather probably pass on him for the Devils. But who are they going to bring in? It's it's the the, the goalie market this sub this summer sucks. Darcy as far as just won a cup. Yeah, but. Yeah, I know Darcy Kemper won a cup, but but Niemi won a cup, and then he went to what San Jose, and then just you know petered off into obscurity. He, he was yeah. he was only good because he was on that team. I don't know if Darcy Kemper is going to be good on. I mean, Dar- on Darcy a, Kemper could potentially be good with that team that, that Toronto has, but I don't think Darcy Kemper can do good in many other places because he's just an okay goalie. He's not a fa- he, he's not a Vasilevsky by any means. Unless they so, go via trade. Be the uh, I know the way. Devil's gonna have to do something via trade. But but what team is dumb enough unless they're strapped unless they're absolutely strapped for, for cap space, what goal what, what what team is dumb enough to give up a starting goaltender? Uh Winnipeg. Connor Hollabuck. Well right that's prospect. what we were talking about. That that might be well. And someone, someone I know has a second overall pick that's potentially movable. Yeah, but I wouldn't give Connor Hellbuck up for the, the kind of weak draft. Uh, I mean, this you, you could know. get possibly Shane Wright as the number two overall pick, who is you know a very good player. I mean, we'll see. Number one. I mean, they're talking about the Joseph Sarovsky kid. Uh, yeah, I, there's. I, I, there's a lot of there's there's talks of, it, it could be it could be a crapshoot at this point with who's going to go number yeah. one. I mean, regardless, if the Devils keep the pick, which they they probably will, but if the Devils keep the pick, they're going to get a great player. Uh, by yeah, all means they're going to get a great player. They're not going to get a superstar. We know, Sam. We know. We know. We know. Logan Cooley, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh um, native, Logan Cooley. Logan Cooley. Yeah. He attended right, the now. Sydney Crosby uh, hockey camp. Uh, oh, speaking of McKinnon and Crosby, uh, you know, Andrew Camiano <laughs> yeah. and, and, and McKinnon are both uh, big fans of Crosby. They're friendly with him. Uh, I guess, you know, McKinnon friendly. had stayed in room 1787. Well, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. very good buddies. Uh, so apparently he stayed in like room 1787. He said that was Omen, that they were going to win that, you know, uh, win the cup last night because he stayed in 87 was the room number. Uh, obviously, he trains with uh, Crosby in the offseason. Uh, McKinnon also said that, uh, at both Stanley Cup parties that Crosby had, McKinnon was the drunkest guy at the party, and he expects at McK- <laughs> you know his party this year he wants Crosby to be the drunkest guy. So you know, you know what? Uh, this goes to show that Sidney Crosby is such a great player that all oh, you need God. to do is think about him, and it makes you a better player. Yeah, Jesus, should have mm. even made that comment. Um, so, so, McKinnon, so you're like saying said, McKinnon was the so so McKinnon was the shorts guy of Crosby's cut parties. Yeah, yes. drunk asshole. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, That's right. 
like we said, McKinnon with the goal of assist in the uh, game game winner, and then uh, Lockett had that game winning goal. He had four game winning goals in this playoffs. It's the tenth come from behind win in playoffs uh, for the Avs. It ties the record. They never lost consecutive games, so they are the new uh, Tampa Bay Lightning with the never losing consecutive games. Uh, obviously, the Rangers were the mm. first to knock off Tampa. So, um, lastly, <laughs> Cooper cup? questioning. Like, did the Rangers win yeah. the cup? <laughs> well, well, lastly, won. Cooper. Who? Yeah. Who went Cooper. To the- who went to the Stanley Cup? What's Trim, I'm trying to get to the next point here. Jesus. Trim, where did you go? Where did you yeah, go, Swim? I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm at it. Um, <laughs> lastly, Cooper questioned whether coaches should be the well, ones to challenge the guy. I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, Too many Cooper white questioned costs. whether coaches, coaches should be the ones to challenge the video review system. He thinks the NHL should have the challenge and enact it when needed, especially in the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see how the NHL and the PA discusses that in the offseason. All right, so I wanted to discuss quickly with you guys, because it's the Stanley Cup, some facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stanley Cup the is approximately... Yep, I hate you. Uh, the fact <laughs> is that the Avalanche are the Cup winners, so take that, Schwim. Uh, approximately 3 feet Outrageous. tall, 37 pounds. Nope. No. Remember, if you're not first, you're last. You're a loser just like me. Uh, approximately <laughs> 3 feet tall, 37 pounds. Uh, it would be 6.5 feet tall if all the archive rings were integrated, there are 52 names that can be engraved on the cup max. Uh, a ring is retired every 13 years. Obviously, the Hall of Fame in Toronto. I don't like that. Goes. I think they should let it, let it go. Let this thing get as tall as humanly possible. So oh, yeah. I want, I want guys like to like, have no. to super stretch. I want, I want the whole team to be able to hold the cup at the same time. It'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um, the next it's ring. Awesome. Now, listen to this one. The next ring will be tired in the 2030-31 championship. Uh, the team that's going to be booted off that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that would be funny that <laughs> Toronto's off the cup. That's fantastic. Um, there'll be no, there'll be no history of them ever being <laughs> No, no <laughs> Toronto history. Um, be erased from the, the archives. No, but, exactly. but, the but they have to, have, they have to be etched somewhere on the, on the upper part, on, in the upper ring part. There's got to be a Toronto. Uh, we'll, hold on. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Hold on, Shorts. We'll get to that in a second. The cup was not awarded on on two occasions, the 1919 Spanish flu uh, pandemic, which was between Seattle Metropolitans and the Montreal Canadiens, and obviously the 0405 lockout. It obviously almost happened in 2020 with the bubble uh, and COVID, but luckily the NHL was able to get it in. It used to be called the stovepipe. The nickname was the stovepipe starting in 1927 as there were separate rings for each winner. So it was literally just this long... Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, stovepipe-looking trophy. Uh, yep, pretty cool. Uh, in 1938, the Montreal Maroons were dissolved, but not before winning two cups and having 11 players enter the Hall of Fame from that franchise. Um, prior to 1927, the NHL Cup would face the winner from the WCHL and the PCHA for the Stanley Cup rights. The WHL, which was the combo of the WCHL and the PCHA, folded in 1926, and now That's we have just the Stanley Cup between NHL teams. Yes, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. The cup we now see the was a part cool. of the... Yeah, I always like these facts, so it's pretty cool. Uh, the cup yeah, we now so see I. was a part of the redesign based in 1948. So this is from 1948. This is the new design of the cup. Uh, the Leafs won their first cup final. Before the Rangers won uh, Sorry. It. Yeah, the, that's, they also won before the Devils, so take that. Uh, the Leafs won the first <laughs> cup final to go seven games. More, they did so... 
they did so after actually losing the first three games to Detroit. So they're the first time to come back three down three nothing. Uh, from 1942 to 1967, the Leafs and Canadians each won the cup 10 times, 26 years. They won it 10 times each. Uh, the Wings won it five times, the Rangers one time. No Bruins or Hawks winning in the original six era. Uh, so we are actually one of the winning original six members. Uh, With one. There have been four. We still only had five teams to beat. Still only had five yeah, that's teams fine. to beat. Uh, there were four Toronto teams to have won the cup. Once. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, four Toronto teams have won the cup uh, a total of 14 times. They are the Toronto Hockey Club of the NHA, the Toronto Arenas, the Toronto St. Patrick's, and obviously the Maple Leafs. Uh, and now the Toronto will officially have their name knocked off because in 1967, that's the last time they won. The only Toronto team that will be on there is the Fitz, uh, St. Patrick's. So Toronto Maple Leafs will not be a Toronto part of the Cup. Um, Which Toronto's used those. For, Toronto, I believe, has used those jerseys used those. Yeah. Uh, recently. Yeah. yeah. Leafs is not even a word. St. Patrick's is pretty good. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. Leafs. Um, the first expansion team, can you name the first expansion team to win the cup? They, they, the, the expansion list was, for you guys to remember, the Kings, the North Stars, the Seals, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Blues. Who won the first cup? Flyers, wasn't it? The 1974 Broad Street Bullies, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they're the, the mm-hmm. who Actually, who was the last one from that group to win? Well, the Seals folded. Right? They won a cup, but they won a yeah. cup. Blues, last one. So Same they weren't the Blues, last. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Mm. Canadians have won yeah. twenty four times, but Canada has not won since 1992, 1993. Yikes! Which That's was awesome. the Canadians? Which That's was the Canadians? Yeah. But Canada sucks against the Kings. Um. All right, let's do a little NHL awards <laughs> ceremony. Uh, why we'll did, the by the way, winners. why did they not announce who won who won GM of the year, or did they yet? Because I remember yeah, at the award ceremony, won. they only announced the candidates and never actually awarded it to anybody. And does anyone know why? Oh, I thought they did. Oh, they I thought it won. Yeah, I only heard. They I only heard the, the nominees. Yeah. Uh, it was. Oh, uh, Jim Greg. Yeah, so six days ago it was Breezeball, Jury, and Sackick, and they have yet to announce a winner. Huh. I don't, like, oh, wait, no, no. Why? NHL Award. Uh, jury, jury won it. Uh, GM of the Year. Jury Did won it over Sackick. Yeah, that's. Lame. Doesn't that's seem right. Lame. That's a little odd. Lame. Oh, no, sorry. Hold on. This just says he was he was uh, nominated. All right, my bad. <laughs> there you go. God damn it. See? Exactly. Yep, my bad. Wow. My bad. Yeah, it has not been announced yet. Rangers can't win anything. Um, Rangers can't win anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On the resume. Um, yeah, so hold on. We'll get to that. So, all right. So, a couple trophy winners. Hart Trophy. Uh, we don't have to. Austin Matthews. <laughs> no, 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 we'll to. get to it. Uh, Austin Matthews won the heart over uh, Shesterkin and McDavid. Uh, obviously, his 61 goals uh, set the Toronto franchise record. It was the leading goal scorer. He won a cup, though. In this year's draft. And, and the most goals in... 20 years. Sorry, 10 years. And are you going to mention what, what Keenan Thompson said when he was awarded that award? Yeah, that was pretty great. That was what fantastic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Toronto. So I'm going to push this line, but yet 
Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Keenan Thompson said, well, it's about time to see Toronto winning something in June. Yep, exactly. And also <laughs> Matthew's face, was, it was pretty funny when he said that. Also Matthew was, was – yeah, not happy about that one. And then they uh, and then they cut just, him off, and then they cut him and the show off, and it just was like over. That was it. Yes, it was the weirdest exactly. like little finale. But at least he got that dig in. It was pretty great. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, just quickly on the heart. So obviously, uh, sixty-one goals. But I, I have to put a little props in for my boy Shesterkin. There we go. Uh, his twenty, his twenty uh, points added to the Rangers cue the, this Sammy, year. Cue the, cue the Hulk music, please. He was the Hulk music. Shesterkin was the only no, just, person just to get twenty points of, uh, added from just his play. Yep. Oh, the uh, it was the most in the league. The Titanic music, so. Sammy. The Titanic music, please. <laughs> while he's, Shesterkin while he's added the most points to his team jerking. in the league. That's an MVP to me. How? Uh, how? He, they, they do it by uh, there's a well, stat where you can get uh, points added per like individual results. Shesterkin had twenty points added to his team by his play yeah. this year. Sounds which like was the most elite. Rangers would have been nothing without Shajurkin. No, how, how do you, how do you feel that McAvoy <laughs> had exactly. more votes than, than Adam Fox for the for the? Uh, uh, he, the he also had more votes. He also had more votes than Roman Yossi. So that's nuts. No, he doesn't. He, he was fourth uh, in the vote. Well, why well, I mean points wise? It was McAvoy was fourth. And Adam Fox was five. It's okay. I'm still. A, nope. I still have a top five defenseman, which Yossi is McAvoy was. Uh, hey, go right me. By like 20 points. Makar? Makar only bailed out Yossi by like 20 points for the voting. La 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 Luke. That's a good Luke, soundbite. <laughs> I am your father. La 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 Are you referencing that? Are you referencing that Billy Dean reminds reminds you of Chris Farley? <laughs> hey, where's the thing? If he All puts right. on the Toronto uh, jersey, I'm have sound bites for the rest of the episode. Vezina Shesterkin beats out Markstrom and Soros, Calder Trophy, well Lord Cider. That wasn't uh, even close. Beats out Bunting and Zegers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I, I think Shesterkin Shesterkin was unanimous. I thought right. Vesna? He had, no. He had, 20, he had 29 first place votes. You know who else had a first place vote? Markstrom and Soros had zero first place votes. Oh my uh, God. The only he other people that get first place votes were Freddie Anderson, Andre <laughs> Vasilevsky, and Ilya Sorokin. Yep. So two two of the three guys that were nominated had no first place votes. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Calder, like I said, cider over Bunting and Zegers. Uh, Ted Lindsay was Austin Matthews, obviously the most outstanding player. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised players. that didn't go to Connor McDavid, honestly. Like I didn't think I Connor McDavid should have won the heart, but I, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised that um, McDavid, uh, McDavid didn't win Ted Lindsay. Uh, the Norris was uh, Kel McCarr. He beats out Roman Yossi, which was amazing to me, and Victor Hedman. Uh, yeah, I don't agree on, with that as much as as. So as, I agree. As great as Makar is, I don't agree that he was better than Riosi this year. So Jeff Merrick, uh, Jeff Merrick, who voted for uh, Kale Makar, said that he did not have he had Yossi as fourth on his list behind McAvoy, and he said his reasoning was because of deployment and and these guys played tougher minutes than Roman Yossi. I get, to get ninety six points, you play against tough competition. It's ridiculous. You're putting McAvoy ahead of 
Yossi and Hedman? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. I think I actually uh, I think McAvoy had a, a an under unappreciated season because he was very good very this good year, season. but yeah. not, I just not a, it, I just winning season or top I don't, three. I don't know how how don't you I don't understand like how don't you I don't know. I, I didn't see anybody better than Roman Yossi this year at defense. No. To to put three other guys ahead of him to me is mind blowing. And I watched him. I went to I mean, see him live against Pittsburgh too, and he is that good. And he played against yeah. every top. Lo- I, don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know the, the deployment thing. Okay. Um, sense. I, I mean, listen, Kel McCarr had a ridiculous season, so it's yeah, it's not like it's not a massive slight, but Roman Yossi should have been the Norris winner. Absolutely. It's a pretty massive slight because Yossi. This is. I mean, this is the best season of his career, without a doubt, on a yeah hot garbage team. He almost had a hundred points. The last time person to do that, it was twenty years ago. So I, it's just yeah. that's a crazy that he didn't win that. Um, Art Ross obviously was McDavid for most points. Rock Richard was Austin <coughs> Matthews most goals. Selkie was Patrice Bergeron voted by the uh, uh, PHWPA. Masterson was uh, Masterton was Carey Price. Uh, Lady Bing was Kyle Connor. Jennings was Freddie like Anderson and Nancy Ronzo. Yeah, it's terrible looking. I, I kind of hate it. I, I, well, which, wait, which trophy? The Masterton. Master- and only because mm-hmm. I don't think you should have a contest of who overcame the shittiest circumstance. Like, just appreciate what they did. And I, I, I mean, yeah. maybe just pick a guy and don't make candidates for it. Maybe that yeah, would make it a little bit out. easier. Right. But, like, how the hell, like, how can you say, I know Carrie Price did some good. He overcame. I don't want to downplay his situation at all, but like, how do you say that Jimmy Hayes didn't go through something Kevin much Hayes. worse? Like who? Kevin Hayes. I'm sorry. Uh, something much worse. It's just I, how do you grade that? I just don't understand yeah. and, how you can vote somebody. Somebody had a worse situation, so they deserve this award. When everyone, you know, these the, uh, you know all players involved overcame something pretty terrible. And maybe I just didn't see what did Chara. Was that just because of his his career? It's because he I went to Long Island. He overcame being yeah, old. He's, yeah, he, <laughs> he, yeah, he overcame. Yeah, he's yeah, said the defender turned 45 <laughs> before the end of the 2021-22 season, yet it still played a regular role on a team that was fighting for a playoff spot. They were not fighting for a playoff spot, first of all. Uh, logging nearly 19 minutes per night for the Islanders while only missing 10 games. I mean, just because he's old, you got him a, a nominee for the match. I could have thought of many people that had a better, you know. A, I don't know, but I, I probably, can't. Probably because they needed someone. Probably because they needed someone from the Islanders, and he was probably the only viable candidate from the Islanders. Because maybe there's there's a candidate for because I think the Devils candidate was was Subban. Yeah, yeah, but for him to be top Brian three Boyle. is ridiculous. Well, um, I mean, what they what they should have done is they should have nominated the Devils fan base for Masterson Award for going through the season we went through with seventeen thousand goaltenders and Shorts guy was not one of them. Yeah, that's all. That's a good point. King Clancy was PK Subban. Uh, obviously, that's leadership on and off the ice, humanitarianism. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Adams, Daryl Sutter. We talked like about him. that. Uh, Andre Kopitar, Mark Messier, and then Willie O'Ree was Noel Acton from Baltimore. Uh, that guy's story, very cool. Uh, you know, teaching hockey to uh, to Baltimore, uh, uh, Baltimoreans. I don't even know how to, whatever it is. Kids from Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, Baltimore so Noel Acton. Yeah. San Diego. Good job. San, San Diego. It's- San Diogans. 
It means San Diego. That makes sense. Um, the way. All right. We know Swim's favorite. Swim's other favorite topic of the year. Uh, the odds for next season's Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Number one, Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, you have to beat Probably the champs. Accurate. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Number two, you would think it should be the Stanley Cup champions, or at least from both the year prior, or at least the team that was in the conference finals, minus something like last year, who was, you know, Montreal Canadiens should have never been in the Cup yeah, finals. No but way, but you would figure it might be Tampa Bay, but no, it is the Toronto Leafs. The the Leaf Leafs, whatever you want to call them, Leafs. a team that does Leafs. not have a goaltender, a team that does not have a goaltender on the roster. All three of them are free agents. A team that is cap strapped and can't make any ads to a team that lost in the first round. Shorts guy's available. A team that Shorts guy's available. Yeah, a, a team that play, has a history of 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 coughing and and throwing up all over their playoff chances. How is this team number two? I don't know. I don't, no I don't know where where it's they come all, up with the odds calculations. They expected Toronto to be like to have a really good year and maybe make a run this year, and it didn't happen. So they're like, oh, we got to put them on uh, the odds, uh, the books for next year to to overcome what they overcame this year. It makes zero I mean, sense. Maybe like what, game what game one of the season, you can come up with these chances. But right now, right now, they're they saying like, these are the like odds. That. They had them like that. So like maybe, as soon as the game was over, they had odds. I don't get. Yeah, it. and they have like they have, they have they literally don't have a goalie. They literally haven't won a playoff series in decades, and yeah. Here we are, second number two. highest chance. <laughs> number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number two. Yeah, I mean, they are number I, I just, two. I mean, they are number two. I want to know. Consistently I, number I wish two. they could give us reasoning for exactly why you chose Toronto Maple Leafs to be the number two well, ranked team. The reason why – well, well, Basically, win the Eastern Conference and go to the Stanley Cup, basically, is what they're saying. They're going to go well, to the Stanley Cup. The, the, the reason yeah, why they have these odds right now – like, I don't know how you could say that. <laughs> The reason why they have these odds right now is because they want drunk people at the bar who were just out watching the Stanley Cup Finals start throwing twenty dollars on, on this team, that team, this team, that team, just to start collecting money yeah, but if, now. For all the, if I'm the loser, I don't want to be a favorite. But with that argument, and, and what they're like, Isn't why it? wouldn't you pick? Why wouldn't you pick Florida? Florida just had, yeah. you know, the best season ever with Presence offensive numbers through the charts, with you know most of the core roster coming back without much changes except for now they have a new coach it uh, why wouldn't florida be i don't know why why toronto over florida i think the rangers have just as much of a chance or penguins of getting to the cup final as tampa i mean as as, a as toronto where are the devils in this i agree yeah wherever they they are those odds gotta bet on right now uh, I did win my Colorado bet, so I won some money, and I also won money for the Pick'em this year for winning the championship for all the all the picks we did for the uh, the four rounds of playoffs. So Aren't good you for me. special. Um, Paul Maurice, uh, just a quick, couple quickly uh, jobs uh, were announced this past week. Paul Maurice takes over for Burnett in Florida, which I didn't see that coming. Surprise! No, I absolutely saw that coming because I did not. You saw see him you saw Paul Maurice. Not Paul Maurice, but I saw Brunette not being their head coach. Well, the guy is not. Oh, I head agree coach. on Brunette. I agree Florida on that. But Paul Maurice could be the guy. Paul Maurice was strange. Uh, I didn't see him coming out of there, but yeah. But I didn't. Now see this Burnett is a crazy one. 
so, so Burnett still has a year left. He could come back as an assistant coach next year under under Paul Maurice. That would There's be crazy. No way. He's coming back. <laughs> He still has a year on his contract. Um, No way. Another stupid hiring, Pete DeBoer to coach the Stars. I just, these retread coaches, they just Uh, keep bringing them back more and more. I I appreciate Dallas. They're into recycling. That's fine. Good for them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and you can only imagine Jake Ottinger is not happy about this. Obviously, the guy is a goalie killer. Ettinger? I'll take him. I'll take him on New Jersey. What is it? Ettinger? Ottinger. Ottinger. Um, Jay Woodcroft is extended with the Oilers for uh, two more seasons to 24, 25. Uh, and then, you know, Burnett will see what happens. And it looks lastly like uh, Barry Trotz will not be the head coach in Winnipeg. Anywhere. He's turned them down. So Winnipeg is looking for elsewhere. He doesn't want to coach. He's taking the year off. I think, you know, I think there's, 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 Probably discussions somewhere with some organization that potentially has a coach in the hot seat that he's kind of in the reserve for. So I think he's basically behind the scenes, promised a position in a year from now, and he's just kind of hanging out, waiting to see what happens. Or, you know, during the course of the season, somebody gets fired and they bring him in. Uh, The only three teams looking for a coach are the Detroit Red Wings, the Boston Bruins, and the Winnipeg Jets. A couple quick signings. We haven't actually announced that we have our coach yet. Chicago hired hired somebody? Uh, Or somebody? Luke uh, Luke Richardson, or or I think I hired Yeah, it is Luke Richardson. Sorry. Yeah, Richardson is Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sorry. He obviously led uh, Montreal to the Cup final last year. While, um, what's his name was out. Who's the coach for Montreal last year before he got fired, or two years ago? Ducharme. Ducharme, thank you. Um, yeah. Still your boy there. Uh, sorry, uh, Marty quickly, Saint-Louis. Andre Kuzmenko. Bring it back, Marty Saint Louis. Yep, uh, Andre Kuzmenko, who's the top uh, winger in in uh, Russia, uh, signed with. Uh, Vancouver uh, last year had 53 points in 45 games. Uh, a lot of people were in on him. Um, so good for, mm. I mean, Vancouver getting uh, Kuzmenko. Uh, lastly, Ethan Bear is allowed to look for trades. Uh, he was a healthy scratch in the playoffs for the Canes. And looks like Pierre Luc Dubois might test free agency. And Wheeler is, uh, Blake Wheeler uh, is allowed to look for a trade, which was a mutual decision by the team. So some turnover in Winnipeg. Nobody yeah, likes Winnipeg. No turnover too. By the way, the um, the Devils are plus miserable plus seventy five hundred. I think it's just the, the weather. Are plus seventy five hundred win the cup next year. Plus seventy five hundred. Put put a bet on there, down. shorts. Boom. Plus seventy five hundred, which is which is the same as the Senators and the Ducks, and then worse, the Blackhawks, the Kraken, the Blue Jackets, the Sharks, the Mon- the Canadians, and the Coyotes are both are all. Hold on, hold on. Let me say this again. His math is not my strong suit. The Blackhawks, the Kraken, and the Blue Jackets, and the Sharks are both plus 10,000. No, nice. uh, Kraken and Coyotes are – Kraken is plus um, 15,000, and Coyotes are plus 50,000. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, how is Arizona what, what not What I'm looking is, is plus – is Coyotes are plus 50,000. Kraken is plus 10. The Canadiens are plus 15,000. Canadian. So a five dollar uh, bet on the <laughs> a five 
$5 bet from what I'm looking at. On the Coyotes. On DraftKings. A $5 bet on the Coyotes will net you $2,500. Hey, you want to make our uh, draft draft party announcement? Ooh. Uh, actually, Ooh. I would like Sam to get on that. It looks like we will be uh, at Enzo's. Sam, are you on? Uh, we will be at Enzo's on the 7th. Is it, sorry, what day is that? The 7th, yep. The NHL draft seventh. is the 7th. Yes. Right. Oh, Enzo's well, and Hackettstown. Hackettstown slash Mansfield. Okay. Again. Uh, yeah, Hackettstown slash Mansfield. It's two days after my Power hour. It, it should be the summer of 40. And pre-draft power hour. And then followed by <laughs> I mean our our NHL knowledge on prospects will be even worse if you guys are uh you know seven or eight beers deep. Um, it doesn't matter. But at least at least I have I have, no I have some facts. I have some facts on prospects I've been watching a little bit. Uh just quickly so that Steve knows uh, his penguins are plus twenty five hundred and my rangers are plus sixteen hundred. Uh, and Tampa Bay is plus 900. Uh, I'm going to okay. throw 20 bucks on the Devils to win the cup next year. Do it, guy. What are they, I mean, plus 7,500? Plus 7,500, uh, yeah. Plus 9. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, you know, we'll get to some things uh, coming up. Uh, teams of the, the Bass in the playoffs. The What's next for those teams? 15,000. Yep. Yeah, plus 15,000. Um, talking a little bit about... Uh, Whitney and, and Biznasty, uh, but my beer quickly. Dream Patch. I'll give a solid four. Mine's also a four. Melvin agrees. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the uh, tinfoil hats, which is nope. which is a collab with Tin oh, Barn and alternate endings. I'm gonna give it a, a three seven five. Nice. I'm not sure. giving a rating for White Claw, and I'll give a four point oh to the Cape May. Take her home, Schwinn. You're a loser, like us. I'm back with the Losers Club. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.